January, February, March and April, May, June, July and August, September, October, November, December. These are the months of the year. Uh, Alvin wants out of the room. He's eyeing the door. Now he's coming back to me. Guess I gotta let him out. Or he'll eat me alive. Like, <sighs> like actually in the house, or are you just in the garage? <sighs> Is he ever in the house? <laughs> I'm in my room. Which has garage doors. <laughs> Which has oil stains on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> There is no oil stains on the carpet I put in my room. Get off of the desk, Alvin. What are you doing up here? Don't go behind the TV. Get out of there. What are you doing? Hey, get out. Get out. What are you doing? <laughs> Did he go by the lawnmower? <laughs> There's no lawnmower in the garage. Damn it. Damn you. Bingo. <laughs> it's not a garage. It looks like a garage. It smells like a garage. Well, no, I don't think I don't think we've ever had a car in here. It's it's or anything with gas, except me. <laughs> Back to the bin. Hey everybody and welcome to Back to the Bins. This is our final episode for 19, or excuse me, for 2014. Uh, Not a good poker player, are you? Yeah, apparently. I have a tell. Uh, So for our final episode, we decided to do a year in review, but we're doing a year in review Back to the Bins style. So we are not reviewing 2014 and we are reviewing 1984. All, all compliments of Scott Gardner, who suggested that we do that. Hi, that's me. And uh, I don't think D-Man was introduced yet in 1984, so Scott <laughs> may not have too much to add to the conversation. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He's been around a while. I don't know. He no. was in Captain America, wasn't he, Scott? Yeah, but I don't think he goes back that far. Mm. I could as be wonderful wrong, as he is. <laughs> Uh, but we are I, we are joined today by our usual cohort in crime, Doctor William Robinson. Hey, and as you're ready to add his pithy comments as usual. Oh, D man, first of the D Dennis Dumphy's first appeared in the Thing, twenty eight October nineteen eighty five. Oh, maybe perhaps wow. the two thousand and fifteen year in review episode will cover that. As Demolition <laughs> Man, it was in Captain America three twenty eight April nineteen eighty seven. And now he's the scourge of the underworld, correct? Is he? Uh, he was at one point because it says notable alias is scourge of the underworld. Wow, I did not know that until that reading was, just now. I believe that was in the Brubaker Captain America towards the end of the run. He was <laughs> brainwashed, much like well, the nineteen fifties Cap, and uh, and, and turned into the scourge. Yeah, brainwashed by Henry Peter Guyrich to become the new scourge of the underworld. Huh. Justice is served. As opposed to the scourge of the underwear. (laughs) And being ever so quiet and patient with us today, we have special guest, 1984 expert, Gene Hendricks. So being eight years old made me an expert? (laughs) 
Yes, it did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Bailey wasn't available, so we just decided to go for somebody the same age. Eh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be included in any way. <laughs> I don't care what your reasoning is. That's very Professor Allen-like of you. Except I'm not going to get you coffee. All right, you're out. (laughs) (laughs) But I've got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I've got nothing else. <laughs> Thank you for. Uh, apparently, you've listened to an episode or two in in your day. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> well, you 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 are the lunatic. Is the who, word that you're I, looking for? That is the word I'm looking for. Who li- who listened to every episode of every two true freak show over the course of how much time? Maybe a year. Uh, less than yeah, because I only wow. I only started listening to podcasts earlier this year. But I get uh, I get time to do it while I'm listening at work, so it helps. No, uh, no long-term effects. No change in sex drive. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty good. Ah! Yeah, I'm fine. Man, bringing the show to a screech. Wow! Alt- From Kate, silence. Whoa. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so again. Uh, what we're here to do today is to do a <laughs> retrospective yeah, up. <laughs> on 1984, and uh, rather than try and hide uh, how we're doing this, what we have, if anybody wants to play along at home, is we have the Wikipedia page for comics in 1984, which is... I can get to it. Now, let me 19... ask you something. What? Why, why did you choose that? Instead of Mike's Amazing World. Does Mike's Amazing World break it down by the year? Oh, hell yeah. Here you go. Hang on. Uh, you know what? If, if that's a better list of things, I just didn't realize Absolutely Mike's Absolutely it is. I just did a I, search. I like what you were looking at because I was looking – I'm looking at it right now on my on my iPad. But Mike's Amazing World is going to give you you know the covers for everything that came out month I, – I think we should just go month per month. Okay. This wiki, that's fine this with This wiki me. thing, I mean, it really is just kind of like – highlights and it's very subjective okay because like just for example just for january all it really mentions is alan moore begins writing swamp thing Mm. um the next entry is the thing that i was going to mention first and then something about uh shield steel sterling and that's it and i'm looking at the month i'm going damn there's a lot of great shit that came out in january 84 that we got to talk about so yeah so that's fine stop stop your whining (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling you, <laughs> but no, I gotta, I gotta say, I would lead this off with, uh, you know, what I consider honestly, probably the best Spider-Man story ever written, which is, uh, the kid who collected Spider-Man, uh, amazing Spider-Man number 248 it was actually a backup story in there. I, I love that story. Yeah. I think, I think as a uh, general rule, that is probably the most popular single Spider-Man story out there. Mm-hmm. Written by Roger Stern. I actually got uh, Stern to sign that one for me a, a number of years ago. I, I've always been a big fan of that story. Really love that book. There's a lot of stuff. Just looking at the month, there's a lot of stuff that came out that I'm really not too up on. 
That's yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just kind of breezing through here. A couple. Uh, I mean, do you want to just do like highlights and just stuff that? Yeah. Well, that, I, th- I think we, maybe we should just kind of go through the month and and see, you know, which ones people have to comment on. Sure. Okay. You know, uh, if, another if, one if, here if, that jumps out. Hmm? I'm sorry. Uh, another one here that jumps out to me is uh, Avengers number two thirty nine. Now it's funny. One of the very oh, first yeah. times I ever met Roger Stern. I took that book to have him sign and he started cracking up laughing and he ended up telling me the story, which is that that ended up being at the time, one of the lowest selling issues of the Avengers because uh, most people, most kids for one thing, didn't really know who Letterman was because he was late night television. And then anybody outside the United States had not a clue who Letterman was at that Mm. time. Mm-hmm. So it was really funny. He, he said he was just, you know, so humored by the fact that I picked that specific issue to bring to have him sign. But I've always been a fan of stories uh, that would tie in like r- very real world things to the, the fictional world of the superheroes. And at that time, that hadn't really been done all that much. Like you never saw like Superman on Carson or something like that. Well, you, you know, know? You had Spider-Man on Saturday Night Live by this time. Right. Right, and and I, I was familiar with David Letterman. I was actually familiar with him back from when he had a show. He had a morning show uh, before hmm. he went to late night, and I remembered him from that. I uh, yeah, that I don't remember. David Letterman had a morning show. Yes, he did. Hmm. Oh, so I'm pretty hmm. sure it was oh. 10 a.m. on Channel Four. Oh, all NBC. kinds of good stuff this month. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. There's all kinds of good stuff this month. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? Because yeah, we kind of just jumped right into this. And uh, for anybody yeah. listening, we shit-canned the uh, Wikipedia page. <laughs> we moved <laughs> over to Mike's <laughs> Amazing World. And we're, we're looking at January of 1984. The first one that jumps out at me is Alpha Flight number 6, because we covered <laughs> yeah. that previously on on Back to the Bins. Yep. That'd That's be interesting cheap. to note which ones we have covered on the show, as we can remember which yeah. ones. We've well, as on as you show. see, ones that you know we did cover, we should uh, we should point it out. Sure. Uh, well, you've, well, you've probably already covered the All Star Squadron twenty nine, haven't you? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, we're past that. On issue. Tales, mm-hmm. yep. yep, on Tales yep. of the JSA. Yeah, for what uh, it's worth, the books are listed in alphabetical order. This uh, this cover for for Batman three sixty seven was pretty cool. Poison oh, yeah, I like that. Is that an Ed Hannigan? Yeah. Is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I like that. Who's the interior? Oh, Don Newton on that. Yeah. Have, uh, on I was just, uh, not to bring down the room, but I was just reading uh, Don Newton's, or rereading, I should say, Don Newton's uh, obituary, because uh, right now where How we're at. I would bring with... down the room. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where where we're at with uh, with Tales of the JSA, uh, Mike and I were, were right at the time um, where the comics that are coming out, uh, Newton has just passed away. And so I'm trying to remember what the hell I was just reading. A Vigilante number 14, I think, has Newton's obituary in it. And I was just rereading it. Sad. I mean, he died young. He was like 49, had a massive, uh, massive heart attack and uh, wound up in the hospital and died like four days later, I think. Really talented guy. I loved his Batman stuff, and uh, of course uh, his uh, his Captain Marvel stuff too. Right. Great talent taken far too soon. Mm-hmm. Just just continuing on the list because uh, you know I agree totally what you're saying, but I don't have anything to add to it. <laughs> sure. Uh, we got uh, the, the new Defenders number one twenty seven. To me, that that series at that point had pretty much started Pete. to peter out. Great covers though. Yeah, that's a very cool cover. And that yeah, weren't those the that's by Mike Zek. What's that? Uh, is that Sinkevic? No, that's Zek. 
That's well, on this Zek particular cover. one, this is Mike Zek. Yeah, Mike Zek and John Beatty. And, uh, but, but the series at that point had lost some, a lot of its allure to me. Mm-hmm. When they when they started focusing on characters like the gargoyle and uh, right, you know, did you ever read the gargoyles uh, solo? That he had like a four issue thing. Mm-hmm. No, I never did. Thing. Yeah, it's actually really good. I think that's the only thing of that character I've ever read because I have not read this era of defenders you're talking about here. But I, I at some point. That four-issue mini fell into my lap, and I was like, I have no idea who the hell this guy is, but I'll read it. And I read it, and I actually thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, conceptually, it's kind of a cool idea that, you know, he's an older man who ends up in this gargoyle body and everything. I mean, it, it, you would think there's things you could do with that. Right. You know, it, it's so against the... Uh, you know, the, the the paradigm of, you know, having the young kid thrust into the hero's role now all of a sudden we're going with you know a senior citizen basically in that uh in that position and and it's just something that hadn't really been done at that point and you could you know mine some new areas that hadn't been uh hit with, he, with things wasn't he tied to agatha harkness isn't everyone salem that's <laughs> but no he was tied to the salem that's how he became the gargoyle. That whole Salem witch society, if I remember I, correctly. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I that, couldn't. Yeah. Mm. That kind of vaguely rings a bell. Um, Burns looking FF at, looks. A, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Amethyst Princess of the Gem World. Uh-huh. The only ring. The only reason that I bring it up is that my mother was collecting these. She huh. liked. For some reason, she got into that. She collected. The, I, I. I still have the whole series because my mom collected it when they had. Huh. We. We have all the specials. You know, all. All. All her appearances back then. I've got. I've. I've. I've got them all because she got into it for some reason and read the sure. whole thing. So she used to go comic book diving with with me as well, looking for <laughs> amethyst. Oddly wow. Enough. Yeah, my parents never went comic hunting with me. I said a sad kid life like that. It's okay, Paul. <laughs> uh, there's issue number three of the Falcon miniseries. Do you guys read that one? Mm-hmm. I think I uh, have it. I don't think I've ever read it. I have it. I, and it, it was kind of them realizing that, you know, that this is a character that has a little, you know, has some legs himself. Uh, and I, I'm surprised they didn't go a little further with him and, and really try to, like, give him his own series which I don't think they ever did beyond this miniseries. Well, now, except for now, except for now, now he's Captain America. America. Yeah, or right. he will be, or I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah you were mentioning, you were mentioning FF Scott, and uh, it's yeah. the beginning of the trial of Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's that's about midway, more or less, through uh, through Burns' run on FF. I think, right? It's about mm-hmm. the midway point. Either midway, uh, even maybe two thirds of the way. Well, he stopped two-thirds. drawing, but he was still writing for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. For a short while afterwards. Ooh, Jack of Hearts came out this month. I love Jack of Hearts. Jack, I love uh, the art in it. Yeah, the art mm-hmm. was great. And uh, one of the creepiest yet coolest covers on Incredible Hulk, too, where you've got uh, General Ooh, yeah. Ross holding the, the uh, pistol to his head. Oh, is that General oh, Ross? I thought it was white-haired hammerhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should mention that this is also uh, Assistant Editor's Month for Marvel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Although for some reason they didn't do that in the Fantastic Four book, it looks like. At well, least the, the uh, they didn't do it in the Thor book either. I, I think <laughs> the writers, you know, the individual teams had had the option. I don't think it was, I don't think it was forced on them. Right. right. 
but we did have Marvel team up with Ant Matrim uh, <laughs> teaming up with Franklin Richards and Galactus. Doesn't that turn out to be a dream? Uh, no, no, it's absolutely real. Right? It really happened. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it does happen. turn out to be some sort of a a, a fantasy story because they, I think they. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how it ended up. He, she becomes a uh, a herald of Galactus, the golden oldie. Yeah. Mm. Did you guys catch the uh, the cover to Captain America? Yeah, the Red Skull is done up like Modok. Yeah, it's that jumble <laughs> cover. It's like one of those like "What's wrong with this cover?" kind of covers, but it, it's it's cool stuff. What's neat is uh, Bernie America's outfit and look is a lot like uh, who was that uh, Marvel Two character that was his daughter? What was her name? American Dream. Dream. Yeah, the one yeah. we saw at um, the convention. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, she was hot too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else we got? We got a special here. reprinting of some Jim Steranko, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield stuff. Mm-hmm. Loved Jim Steranko's Marvel work, which is precious little, really, but great stuff. Yes, yeah, not a lot. Oh, the last Remember... issue of the Return of the Jedi, um, um, the comic adaptation came yep. out this month as well. Oh, okay, from Marvel. Alan Moore's first issue on Swamp Thing, Saga of the Swamp Thing, number 20. You've got uh, one I was noticing here is New Teen Titans, number 38, Who is Donna Troy? Arguably the the best issue of that entire series. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a great and classic story right there. Mm -hmm. What else have we got? Man, there was so much good stuff coming out. You got, you know, Simon Stone was on his... Yeah. Simonson on Thor. Damn, this was an epic era. Oh, it's Beta Ray really? Thor, too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what he got. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some good stuff, man. In some in indies, we had Star Slayer, which the backup in that was Grimjack. Remember, I covered an issue of Grimjack. Mm-hmm. And I covered yep. an issue of Star Slayer. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking here trying to think, you know, of, of what's listed here. What have I podcasted about over the years? And there's a good chunk. I mean, that, that issue of Swamp Thing, the issue of Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. Uh, what else? I think there, I think there was didn't a couple. Do, didn't you do uh, a whole episode on Archie's pals and gals? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. You sure? No, that was a podcast miniseries, not just one episode. (laughs) (laughs) The Archie's Pals and Gals cast. (laughs) Oh, there was uh, this issue of Indiana Jones or not. I don't think so. The one where he's getting drugged by the plane. I don't think. Oh, yes. Wait, no, I think we did get to that one. 13, yeah, I think you got to that. Yeah, I think that's the one where Indy snags the the chain with a a bulldozer and takes the plane out of the sky, which is pretty friggin' cool. That's a neat idea. Yeah, uh, there's the Frank Miller uh, Ronin book. I don't know if you guys ever read that. I did. I read I was, that. I thought as that a, was a little disappointing, actually. I read that as a complete. I don't have the individual issues. I have a, a, a uh, like a graphic, you know, gra- uh, softback, not a hardcover edition of it. So trade. It, a trade. trade. Thank you. Thank you. God, <laughs> my God. <laughs> That's. He isn't the highest paid podcaster in America for nothing. Soft spot in his head. Trade. I get trade. <laughs> All right, what so, about February? All right, let's move on to February 1984. Come on down. Ooh, 
What do we got here? Mm. Got the debut of uh, what's his face as Rob Jason Todd as Robin. I don't think that that's the already that far first into it, huh? one, uh, Wow. Well, I'm just, like, I'm just, it's, I'm looking alphabetical. I didn't see anything in the A's. What do you see in the A's? Uh, I this is um when Spider Woman k- kind of came back. She had, if I remember correctly, she had been in a coma for a while. And in the Avengers is when she uh, connects back with her body. Because didn't her sto- her series that's end up with her right. in a coma? Oh, okay. Something like that, yeah. 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 You know what? I just read that issue not long ago, and I don't remember a damn thing about it either. Isn't that sad? Now, is that the, is this the intro of Jason Todd, or is this the intro of Jason Todd as Robin? Jason Todd as Robin. Yeah, I think he debuted yeah. shortly before this, yeah. So this is Jason Todd as Robin. Let's see what else you got here. Man, Byrne was doing a lot of covers during this era. Oh, you yeah, got he did a burn the, oh. cover on Cap. You got a burn cover on Daredevil. Um, what else has he got here? I love that cover to Falcon number four. Where uh, which is the Daredevil? Oh, okay. I was thinking. Oh, yeah, because there was a um, somewhere around here was where he's got the. Doesn't he have his arm in a uh, cast, and he's got the Billy Club, or was that two hundred one or like? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I that. think it's 201. It it, it would have been last year. Never mind. Or 83. The single shittiest Indiana Jones adventure ever in Further Adventures of Indiana Jones number 14. <laughs> that story is just flat stupid as hell. Sorry, Dave McElhinney. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yes, the, the whip <laughs> that you can repel down the side of a 10-story building. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That uh, Green Lantern 173 I do believe that that's a pre-crisis monitor appearance in that book where he fights the javelin. It's actually not a bad issue either. Oh, it looks like Pacific Comics was putting out um, they were printing um, Elric from Michael Moorcock's uh, series. (laughs) Snickersnicker. Yeah, Moorcock. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Isn't that that tattoo that you got? Moorcock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so Scott Gardner was here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, of this era of Iron Man with uh, Luke McDonald doing the uh, artwork. It's when when Rhodey was. Yeah, and he's about to be grabbed by the radioactive man there. Hmm. Yeah, it's not so much the writing. I just didn't care for the artwork. Yeah, I'll agree with you on the artwork, but uh, story wise, I thought it was some good stuff. And I've got a sentimental soft spot for it because that was some of my earliest Iron Man stuff that I collected. There was this woman, I stopped at a, a garage sale once, and there was this woman where, like, her son had moved away and left all his comics and stuff, and she sold me the entire, and it was this giant box of comics for, like, 30 bucks. And it was a complete run of Iron Man from, like, the tail end of the original Michelinie Layton run all the way through this, right up to, like, issue, like, I don't know, I want to say it was, like, 220s, 230s, something like that. So it was, like, a... Uh, how long is that? It's like a 40, 50 issue stretch or something like that. Oh, wow. It's solid. Wow. I think. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe not quite that long. But it, I mean, it was a stretch. Yeah, but again, it's, it's not It's not the writing that, that turned me off to it. It was the artwork. Mm-hmm. Who was it during that time? It was Denny, Denny O'Neill? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. Well, but Denny's written some good stuff, but he's also written some real... Right. <laughs> <laughs> You you fill in the adjective you want there. Well, two other things. Are... Actually, go ahead. 
uh, a few uh, some some else that I noticed that was going on. Uh, Batman: The Outsiders had was in its infancy right about now. Mm-hmm. For this month, it was only up to uh, oh, I just lost it. Number seven. Seven. Number seven. seven. And also, Marvel was putting out the Magic miniseries, which is what took place in that there was uh, one of the issues of the X Men where um, Elena, Peter Rasputin's sister was sucked in the limbo and then pulled out and she had aged like six years. And um, this four-issue miniseries tells what took place in that time frame when, mm-hmm. when she was in there. Right, yeah, it was a good series. I remember that. That 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 episode, or that episode, that the issue when she did uh, disappear and come back, that was covered on an episode of Bins as well. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Dusk? You guys ever read that? No, but I've heard no. great things about it. Actually. Oh man, so good. Gene Colan, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the first time that a comic ever went to print straight from the pencils. It's it's actually not inked, and they use wow. like a watercolor type of style for the for the colors on the book. So it had a very distinctive look on that uh, on that new paper that they, I don't know if it was Baxter. I think it was Baxter paper, but I'm not sure. But it was a it was like a special paper and a new kind of printing process. And like I say, straight from the pencils. So it had a very like dreamlike quality to it. He was going for like a like a film noir look, like a you know, like a gritty old thirties detective movie or something. Mm. But uh yeah, really great stuff. I can't remember who the hell the writer was on that. Don McGregor, I yeah, Don I McGregor. So. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. it's that's good stuff. I think you're really right about stuff. that being Baxter because it's got a dollar twenty five yeah, price on it, and it has. Then I think those Baxter books had that different dress at the top, to yeah. where it from the normal oh, line, the, the banner across the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I think this is the episode when uh, when Robin takes on the Nightwing identity in Teen Titans. Well, at uh, least no. where they where they lose it because yeah, 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 he the abandons costume. Robin. Yeah, this is yeah. where he abandons okay, Robin. Okay, next so issue. No, no it, I want to say it's like issues four or five issues. Yeah, really? Yeah, was that he, long? I don't remember it being that long. It was no, one he, of the issues of the um, the Judas contract. Judas yes. contract. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it no. was actually. I think it was the. Was it the annual that he he became Nightwing? Well, Something maybe, like maybe, that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm assuming we'll get to it before yeah. the year is out. So I think so. Yeah. Probably, we also have the yeah. uh, first issue of DC's Star Trek series. Yes, mm-hmm. and I know Scott doesn't like oh, it, yeah. but I actually have fond memories of this. Of what? Star Trek. I oh, like no, this. I like. I love the first issue. No, I mean, the first, no, the first I mean few the issues series. of that. Yeah, I like no, I mean, the, whole series. the series is hit and miss, um, yeah. but I mean, the, it started off strong. I oh, mean, it, it did. And a lot of a lot of the reason why I stuck with the series as long as I did is because it started off strong. So no, I, I have fond memories of that first issue. I thought the first issue was really good. I yeah, love that Perez cover. Oh, that's a, that's just a wonderful cover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, got... one, one of the things I I liked about that series as a whole is how they managed to fill in gaps between movies. And mm-hmm. if you watched the movies and read the comics, it actually made sense. But you mm-hmm. didn't need to read the comics. Right. I, th- I felt like they were going very much off uh, kind of the Star Wars model. Because Star Wars yeah. had kind of established that of, you know, filling in the gaps between the movies. Where you didn't need to follow it, 
But if you did, it just seemed to add that extra level to it, and I really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You got uh, the anatomy lesson in Saga of the Swamp Thing number 21, one of those classic DC stories of the 80s. Um, I don't know about you guys. That's about all I'm really... Well, you got the 300th issue of World's Finest as well. Uh, what if was Superman is if? fighting uh, Sean Connery? <laughs> yeah, <What was> <laughs> Vardock. Vardock. Yeah. yeah, he's back. Would you say, Bill? What if? I don't yeah, see that. where is that? Uh, oh, what if? Conan. No, what if yeah, number forty-three? Yeah. What if Conan lived in the twentieth century? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. if he was when he's holding a? It's got a nice cover of uh, of my uh, Bill Sidkevich with uh, Conan pointing a revolver <laughs> at the reader. <laughs> That is actually pretty cool. And that's February of 1984. Cool. What does March have for us? March. Well, oh, we get the A-Team number one. Ooh. I actually have that in a box right next to me right now. <laughs> I would have that in my fireplace right now. And it's, I was going to say, and it's on fire. <laughs> no, no, believe it or not, the story isn't bad. It's it's wow. fairly decent, and there are a couple nice nods to other things in there. Maybe if I am allowed back on, I might cover that on one on ish, on episode of Bins. Uh, sure. After all this, I'm probably not going to be allowed back on. <laughs> ah, you're welcome back. We may not be on, but <laughs> got Camelot three thousand number ten. What? The uh, if hell I remember right, there was a full year between number eleven and number twelve. You know what? It's too late to change now, but I was scanning along here and I see DC Comics Presents number 67, which is Superman and Santa Claus. I'm like, what the hell? This is March. And I just realized these are books that are cover dated. Yeah, so we're going by the cover date. So yeah, it came out in December of 83, actually. So yeah, we're a little off, but ah, screw it. It's too late to change it now. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh, well. Uh, you got a Fantastic Four 264 where they're kind of Byrne is kind of recreating the uh, cover to issue number one. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm often wondering what is the cover that he has done the most, and I bet you it's probably that one because I know he did it for what was it David Anthony Crafts comics magazine or was it? Maybe it was Marvel Age, but there's one where he himself is the monster coming up out of the ground. Oh, I remember seeing that, yes. And then there's the issue of what if, what if the FF have never gained their powers? And it's them as regular human beings, kind of like the Challengers of the Unknown battling Mm -hmm. the giant monster. And I think he's done it a couple other times, too, but those are the ones I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I don't remember specifics but yeah i think he he has done that numerous times Mm -hmm. now you got a the first issue of i guess the second bob layton hercules miniseries Mm. good stuff oh and uh gi joe number 21 that's the silent issue that's the one of the groundbreaking ones from that series yeah that Hmm. that one's quite famous that's that's a, a very expensive book to buy isn't it i think so yeah is it? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. Is an issue like of? To, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I'd like to check it out because I've heard things about it, but I've never seen it. Another uh, uh, burnt cover on uh, Captain America where he's fighting uh, the Tumbler. 
<laughs> which which is kind of like Batrock the Leaper light. Yeah, <laughs> the poor man's Batrock. We've got an issue um, of uh, Justice League of America that Scott and I covered a couple of months back. Oh, that's good stuff. I love, Paragon. love, love that art. Yeah. Who was that guy? Chuck. Uh, Chuck oh, Patton. Chuck. Oh, Patton. The, you mean the, the artist? The, artist. the, yeah, the artist. <laughs> yeah, Paragon. What about Amazing okay. Spider-Man 250? Yeah. Isn't that wrapping up? That's toward the That's end, got the isn't Hobgoblin. it? Of the Hobgoblin saga. Yeah. Infinity Inc. number one covered that mm-hmm. on Tales. What else we got? I love the Secret Wars cover on Marvel Age number twelve. That's badass. I actually have a T-shirt of the uh, of that cover. Now, what, where do you yeah. guys fall on Secret Wars? Um, having reread it. Again, not long ago, you know, after all these years and as an adult and everything, I come to realize that it's pretty shit. But when I was a kid, I thought it was awesome because it was basically like, let's throw all of our action figures into a box and have a big fight, you know? Mm-hmm. So on that kid level, on that on that just visceral like video game level, it works. But if you read it at any level beyond that, it doesn't hold up. It's really not very good. I, I agree story-wise, just sitting and reading it, it isn't. But it does do what so few of the uh, blockbuster events have in that there were long-term ramifications. Oh, sure. To, yeah. to the events that took place in the book. You know, She-Hulk joining the FF, the thing going off to uh, another planet, uh, right. Spider-Man's costume. Uh, what else? I mean, I know there was other things. I'm having t- a tough time thinking of. But what was different about it was that it was those changes were instant. You went from one month to the next, but then it took you a whole year to figure out how these things happened. And that was why, for me, it was a more exciting read then. Yes, if you read it now, it's not quite. It doesn't stand up to uh, as good as it was back then, because there was that anticipation, like like having Christmas every month. Oh, well, how ha- ha- you know? How did this happen? How did he get the costume? How did she end up? Where's the thing? What's going on? So yeah, it, it's for for its time. It was I I enjoyed it, but now you you, you re reread it. It doesn't have the same impact. No, no, I agree. Yeah, see, I never read it as a kid. I at this point, I was just getting random issues off the newsstand. I wasn't following anything in particular or any, you know, anything like that. So I, I, I think I borrowed like an issue or something from a friend of mine, but I never read the whole thing until last month when I, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when I got, um, Marvel unlimited, I started going through all this stuff that's like, I really need to read this. And so I sat actually read through it and it's a it's a okay story but you know not having read it in context back then i can see where it's you know it's just it's a story you know it's it's nothing huge you know groundbreaking stuff yeah it did have lasting repercussions but that's all stuff that had already is already wrapped up in my mind yeah i already knew where this stuff had came from it's just now i'm actually reading it Right. So, I mean, it's 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 a good thing to read, in my opinion, you know, having, you know, come at it fairly new. It's a good thing to read through once. It's not like Crisis, where I can go back and read again and again and again. This, it's just good, you know, oh, Marvel history, read that, great, put it away, never have to touch it again. 
Scott, we got a Mighty Crusaders number six. Yeah, I was looking at that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I actually have that issue too. Yeah, L- lucky you. If it pleases oh, the court, I submit that uh, Frank Miller should never be allowed to draw Superman again, and I submit New Adventures of Superboy number fifty one's <laughs> cover as uh, as uh, Exhibit A because it's shit. Yeah, that looks really, really strange. Yeah, I've yeah, never I, I liked Miller to... on Superboy or Superman. Never dug that at all. Um, something just caught my eye a second ago. What the hell was it? Oh, that uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil special edition number one. That's actually reprinting early issues of Spectacular. It was that story where Spider-Man gets blinded and Daredevil shows up to like train him how to use his uh, spider sense, like Daredevil's radar sense, but it's actually good stuff. Mm. That's like where when when Miller's, you know, they were still milking like Miller's Daredevil run for all they could get out of it, so they reprinted this stuff with a new Miller cover on it. Right. We have uh, an issue of World's Finest that we covered uh, <laughs> a couple months ago. <laughs> Star Wars number 81, baby. Damn, I love that issue. Great cover. It's painted. You got Boba Fett on it. You got Han and Leia and Chewie and the Jawas. And I believe... Is, is that this the one the where, issue? where he... Yeah, that's one yes. where he g- g- gets out, but then they got to put him back in the box. <laughs> yep. Jawas <laughs> of Doom. That's yeah. the name of it. Yep, Jawas of Doom. Yeah. They they were allowed to take him out of the box. Actually, they weren't allowed at all, come to find out. they What they did was... They figure, I wonder if we could get away with using him so long as we put him back where we found him at the end of the story. So while it's really cool that Boba Fett comes back, at the end of it, he winds up right back in the Sarlacc again, which strains all credibility, unfortunately. But still a fun issue. And then the poor guy gets out for the expanded universe, but now he's back in the hole again. (laughs) Get back in the (laughs) Sarlacc. Anything more before we move on to April? Uh, I wanted to look at something real quick. Oh, never mind. I was looking at that Power Man and Iron Fist to see if that was a burn cover. Because he did a lot of covers for uh, for Power Man and Iron Fist as well, but that is not a burn cover on that one. I do like uh, Sienkiewicz covers on uh, Rom Space Knight right around this time, too. That one's pretty cool. But, yeah, that's all I got. All right, so moving on to April. What do we got? What do we got? You know, it's killing me that I haven't really had any glowing things to say about anything Superman related so far. But Superman was kind of in a slump during this time. It's just a lot of junk. I I did like some of the Gil Kane covers on it. Although I wasn't thrilled with Gil Kane doing Superman interiors. It's kind of hit and miss. Some of it I really like, though. But yeah, this particular issue, I can't remember if I dug that one. I don't remember anything about that story based on the cover. Uh, Good stuff with All-Star Squadron with them dealing with the whole uh, uh, Freedom Fighters and Earth-X and all that. That was some good stuff. There's the character of Badger. If I remember correctly, he was a character that basically was nuts, had a a fighting... He was kind of like Deadpool before there was a Deadpool. I think he would fight with tools like he was really an oddball character and he was insane hmm. <laughs> he had like multiple per, uh personalities but uh i've got like a uh, uh a graphic novel a trade as you would say as they say <laughs> that uh 
Oh, what's that Batman special? That, I was I just going to say, there you go, man. That's <laughs> like, what is special that? number one. How are we not talking about that? Oh, my God. I love that book. One of the great Batman stories. Did you guys ever read? There's a, a sequel. This is going back, I don't know, four, five, six years ago. In, um, oh, what was that short lived Batman? Um, it was kind of it was kind of out of continuity, so they could kind of tell stories oh, from like yeah. all eras. That I, came I can't out remember. Like in eighty nine, confidential was it? Confidential no. was that the name of it? That well, was generally an out of continuity thing that they did for a lot of different series. Yeah, that's JLA true. JLA Confidential, Superman yeah. Confidential. Yeah, but there was another one before that though. That oh, that tied have... to this. Well, I don't know if that was. Oh, well, no, I'm. I'm thinking of the one that came out with the craze when the Batman movie came out in '89. Oh, okay, oh. yeah, Legends, Legends Leg- of the Dark. Yeah, Night. that's it. Right. That, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Sorry. Yeah, but there was there was a book going back just a few years ago. It was uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was called Batman Confidential, and there was a, they did a four issue mini series within the series. It's issues like I don't know, it's like something like twelve through fifteen or something like that. Um, that was a sequel to this Batman special with the Wrath. Huh. And uh, it actually was not bad for a story that I feel that never needed a sequel. It wasn't bad because most of the times when when they go back and they revisit stories like that, that you're like, you know, why are they doing a sequel to that? Usually they turn out to be crap and you're well justified in your thought of they never should have done a sequel to that. But <laughs> that one actually wasn't too bad. I, I enjoyed it. It was a very unique take on uh, on that story, I thought. Uh, what else? She-Hulk joins the Fantastic Four and Fantastic oh, yeah. Four 265, a direct result of the uh, the Secret Wars, which was pretty cool. I liked this era of, of FF so much, man. Really, really uh, good stuff. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, surprisingly, like, you know, the whole... If you told me beforehand they were going to have She-Hulk joining the FF, I probably would not have been too up on it. But it turned right. out to be a, a nice run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have directly underneath that generic comic book number one, <laughs> just like a, a a one joke thing that just wasn't funny and totally to me like that. just a money grab felt like. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, That's well, funny. Don't 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 feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Phoenix: The Untold Story number one, which is basically oh yeah, the, uh, it's just the pre. The- it was Jim the director changed version. Yeah, yeah, the director's cut. Yeah, yeah. wrap around cover on that too. That might have been for one of the first wrap around covers I ever saw. What was that Phoenix book? Oh, you got the Marvel Fumetti book too. I've never been much of a Fumetti fan. I think that might have been the first time I ever even heard that term because I remember Chris Honeywell had a copy of that and brought it to school, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell Fumetti is, but this is pretty fun. So. Although I always he, liked it, and you know, it was funny because Chris recently got a copy of one of them. As a kid, I had uh, books which kind of you know did the recreations on the uh, the movies, and they had like two of them for the Marx Brothers, and one for Abbott and Costello, and one for W. C. Fields, and they're, they're basically Fumetti books, and I, I enjoyed those. Right. But but as far as Fumetti comics, actually, you know. To me, that was just you know like revisiting the movie was fine, but to actually be trying to tell a story through it, I, I was never able to get into it. And I've been meaning to try and jump into the John Byrne Star Trek for many books to see if you know because the, the people are raving about them. 
Mm-hmm. I've looked right. at those, and they're they're different. They're interesting. You can kind of see where, like, hey, I think I know where this one, this picture came from. You know, this shot looks familiar. But uh, yeah, they're not bad. I have uh, not checked them out yet, but I've been meaning to. Burn. Speaking of Burn, he did the um, this month's cover to Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, I love that the new cover. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, there's man, there's some really solid stuff coming yeah. out this month. What if Captain America will revive today? Now this is in 1984. Meanwhile, like oh yeah, <laughs> like you know, in 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 reality, the way the series is kind of on a sliding timeline, uh, you know, if 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 you had to date it, you'd probably say Captain America was revived in about 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is what if he was revived in 1984. <laughs> oh, Zot and... number one came out, and it's funny. I have that book. I've never read it to this very day. <laughs> it just sits in the in the unread pile. I've never read it. We also covered that that issue of X Men and the Micronauts on our X Men month this past year. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, what else is here? Yes, there are some. I love some of the covers here, but uh, oh, none of the issues, none of the stories are particularly Teen jumping Titans out at me. Actually, right covers now, it's Tales are. of the Teen Titans. You could see What's that, Bill? Uh, you could see Dick Grace. In another month or so. Bill, you you cut out on me for the whole that whole thing. Did everybody yeah, same else hear you too? Yeah, I I just had a bunch of silence right there. Yeah, oh, now, now it says there's a problem with this call. Hold on, while we try to get the call back, I think we lost Scott. Oh, you yeah. dumped me, you bastards! <laughs> uh, he found his way back. <laughs> He's been leaving <laughs> li- leaving little breadcrumbs along the uh, Skype trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the rainbow. He just followed it back. Oh, you guys are so much clearer now. La 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 <laughs> la. la. <laughs> No, I was just I just mentioned about t- Tales of the Teen Titans. You could see their night uh Dick Grayson is still is not in his Nightwing costume at least on the cover. Yeah. I, I want to say that's 44 when that happens. That's the number that's sticking in my mind. I don't know if, if that's right or not, but that's the number that's definitely what? sticking in my head. It's something like with 3 that. months from it, so we will find out. All right. Ready to move on to May? Yes, because I've right. got one right out of the gate here, baby. Amazing Spider-Man 252. Oh, yeah. Mm. The rumors are true. Introducing the new Spider-Man. I friggin' loved this era of Spider-Man with the black costume. Still my favorite Spider-Man costume. Mm-hmm. I love this shit, man. Roger Stern was just on fire during this era. Love this stuff. Ron Friends. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. had such a soft spot for that stuff. Great issue. It's still one of my favorite issues of Spider-Man 252. Right next to that Alpha Flight 10, that was I got that in the mail. Um, it was like a send away for a free Marvel comic, and that was the one that I got in the mail. Huh. Wow. That's a great yeah. cover with Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Looks like, and this month in the Avengers, uh, the Vision is gone for some fancy head headwear. He's wearing a Mortis's hat. <laughs> no, isn't this the one where he he links up with uh, uh, yeah, Brainiac or Isaac. whatever the hell? The th- yeah, Isaac. That's it. Yeah, yeah and he I, he ends up trying to take over the world, and that's why they end up taking him apart later in West Coast Avengers, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. I think uh, that's Roger Stern as well, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see here. On. Yeah, yeah, it is Stern on that. The art wasn't real strong during that run, but uh, but Stern's writing really shored up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, ma- made up for the for the visual not really being all that strong on that. Oh, what else got we a, got uh, here? A, a Bill Sienkiewicz cover on the Hulk. Oh Which, yeah, where he fights Boomerang. Yeah, it's a I'm, great. And I'm not very Bill Sienkiewicz looking, but still a pretty good cover. Yeah, yeah. it's during that yeah, era where the looked, Hulk was wearing swimming trunks too, or right. he had his the Hulk speedo. And I, and and despite what I said about the artwork in Iron Man, I think this is a particularly solid Iron Man cover this month. Yeah. In the morning, Tony Stark will be sober or dead. Well, this isn't, isn't this the one where this is kind of the turning point, right? Because after this, he kind of starts getting his shit together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he almost dies, right? It's, it has something to do with these. He's he has to save. He has a to baby sleep. or something, right? right? Yeah, he has yeah. To save. He, yeah. He keeps the kid alive th- through the night. Yeah, and that, then that's he comes out of it, and that's when he starts his own company and leads back the road to redemption and all that. I can't believe uh, we've gone this long. Nobody's mentioned um, Gene Cullen on uh, Detective and Batman during this time because this was a great era for for some Batman stuff too. Because mm. uh, I was a huge Batman fan during this particular time, and you have to remember this is you know this is four years prior, four or five years prior to the movie coming out. You know the the mm. first Tim Burton one. So it wasn't exactly fashionable or cool to be a Batman fan during this time. And I can remember taking some shit for really being into Batman. And, uh, and I think that's been kind of forgotten in, you know, in, in time that, you know, Batman's such a huge part of fandom today. But there was a time when Batman was kind of like, yeah, Batman, you know. But some really good stuff coming out during the time. And, I man, I loved uh, basically uh, what's her name? Uh, Colin and uh, and Newton were kind of flip flopping back and forth with the titles and with the issues during this time. So I mean, what a what a tag team combo those guys were. That was good stuff. You, either you guys have um, Fantastic Four uh, special edition number one. Yes. Wrap around yeah. cover on that one too. Which one is that? I'm gonna go back and see. It's the one I think I want to say it's reprint stories inside, but it's got a really nice burn wraparound cover of uh, of Namor attacking. It's a reprint of Annual One. Basically. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. I don't have that one. I have a bunch of the special editions, but not that one. That one, the last, if I ever see it on the cheap again, I'll pick it up for you because it's worth having just for that awesome wraparound cover. Really nice. Uh, Green Lantern 176. I think that is also a pre crisis monitor appearance, if I'm not mistaken. What we else? The, what else? We had this month was the last issue of the first run of Ohatmu. It was the book of weapons, hardware, and paraphernalia. Wow. Oh, wow. Issue 15. Yeah, last month we had the uh, book of the dead. Mm hmm. Yeah. And there's the Marvel Age that you were talking about. Yeah, I was about. just going to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, Marvel Age 14, <laughs> where Burn is uh, fighting the Fantastic Four. And then you've got Marvel's Secret, uh, Superhero Secret Wars number one, that Zek cover on that. That's a oh. classic Zek yeah. cover. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, which oh, is probably the best thing of Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Other than yeah, just no, Spider-Man's costume. I agree. 
Absolutely. We've got the penultimate issue of Micronauts also this month. Oh, is it? Micronauts Micronauts was an awesome start. And then it just kind of slowly faded because they didn't know what to do with it because they eventually got back to, we have to keep bringing Baron Causa back over and over and over again. And after a while, it just kind of lost its steam. That's uh, that's on uh, my short list of stuff to get to reading eventually here. As soon as uh, I get caught up on a couple other reading projects, I really have always wanted and always intended to go back and finish that read just to see like where it went, and and I've never gotten around to it. But I I want to. Well, the the initial run, whatever it is, the first ten issues or tw- I think it was the first ten told the first story the- arc. And I thought yeah. that was one of the one of the first books I ever read that felt cinematic in the way it was presented. Oh, you had uh, and, you had and, Mike Golden on it as well, and I think Golden I, I think Golden's run is actually the first twelve issues. I want to say I could be wrong, hmm. but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, a very cinematic feel to that but, stuff. But I'd then love it, to it, see that animated. It like lost that. Yeah, I would love to see that as an animated film. Absolutely. It was it was very very Star Wars, mm-hmm. in the way it was mm-hmm. uh, the way it was presented, but uh, but I really enjoyed it and it just never you know they, they kept trying to go back to the well and they had some good stories after that but they never achieved the level that they did with those first ten issues. No, we're starting uh, the Judas Contract this month. Mm-hmm. I was just noticing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. Yeah. Does that still price the way it used to? Because I, I always wanted a copy of that during this time, and you, you just couldn't put a hand to it. It was way too expensive. I, don't, I still don't think you can. It may not oh, yeah. be as much as it was, but I still think it's pretty expensive. Yeah, I think it's still crazy. The uh, issue of The Thing this month we covered on uh, Ben's. That was oh, the did- first... That's his first. Uh, did I? I think did I cover that? I you think covered that. We had Jim Dietz on that month. Right. Yeah. This is the <laughs> first when he was left on the uh, on Battleworld after everybody. Right. left. Oh, he from, stayed behind. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. he could transform into his human form on the planet, so he stayed behind. Uh, this is a good month for Un- Uncanny X Men. This is the story when because um, in Secret Wars, Lockheed had met up with another dragon. Then when they came back. Uh, the dragon, uh, I guess, became super size, <laughs> and they were in Japan, <laughs> so there was a little bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops! All right, that's yeah. all I got. Anybody else got anything on May? Nope. All right, we're getting to the halfway point here. We got June. What do we got for June? Is this the first appearance of the Rose in? Um... Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, um, don't know. I don't remember. I know it is an appearance. I just don't, I can't remember if it's the well, first appearance say, or it not. Should say. Should uh, say. If we click no. on it, Mike should say. No, it doesn't. No. Why not? What's the matter with? You? <laughs> <laughs> Stinking Mike. He's slacking. Yeah, really. One of the goofiest covers of a Batman comic ever, I think. Where. Uh, You've got the Grim Reaper doing the TKO <laughs> count for Batman, and he's just been knocked out by a vampire wearing. Uh, oh, it's just goofy. That's really on Batman. Yeah, 
Batman number 372. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a goofy cover. I mean, the art's fine. It's just the whole concept of a of a of a vampire wearing you know the the everlast you know, <laughs> boxing shorts and boxing gloves and actually boxing instead of just you know biting him in the neck or ripping him limb from limb or something. They're actually having a boxing. It's just it's really silly. We had uh, Blue Devil. Blue Devil. Yeah. Oh, what else we got here? Got the Dire Wraiths with the Avengers. Oh, where is that? I missed that. Avengers 244. Oh, yeah. That's weird. They're battling Dire Wraiths, but I I wonder if Rom pops up in there at all. I don't think he does. I don't think so. I think Rom's only appearance in the Avengers was on that cover. That's, yeah. Who, you know, who are the new Avengers? Yeah, I think so, too, yeah. Um, Which is just as well, since they don't have the rights to them anymore. If you do not help with Mm. the Dire Wraith, then the hell with you. (laughs) Cool cool issue of FF this month. Uh, Which one is that? Oh, yes. Doc Ock, because he's trying to come up with the uh, formula to save, uh, to keep Sue from having a miscarriage. Yeah. Punching the gut ending for that ending or for that uh, issue oh, too. Yeah, that's right. Excellent yeah. story though. There's Rom. He's hiding out over in the Hulk. Incredible Hulk two ninety six with yeah, a kick ass uh, Bill Senkovic cover. Yeah, I don't need to see Rom's ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's mechanical ass. Oh, this is when they. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Fantastic Four had the black costumes. Well, this is when they came back. Yeah. They, Tweak right. their look again. I, w- I always like those outfits. Yeah, do you yeah, like the new too. red outfits? Oh, God. I haven't even seen. I don't know. They have red know. outfits now? Red outfits. Uh, really? Uh, nah. I think, it, I think they're trying to sit, to keep up with the way the movie is uh, screwing them up. Oh, God. Well, we got to screw them up in the comic, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, actually think... the run, to be honest with you, I've been reading it lately. It has not been bad. James Robinson's been writing it, and it's been a decent run. I mean, I'm not—I don't know if it's going to lead to anything great or not, but it's been decent. But, but I, I really don't know why they've gone to the red costumes, and I don't like the look. Hmm. I Is think you were the- borne out, Paul, by the uh, by your statement about uh, the art in Iron Man. Looking at that cover for Iron Man 183, I'm like, oh yes. Now I'm reminded of just. How not cool it was, because yeah, that's not a very good cover at all. Like I said, the story was decent, but I'm just—I am not a Luke McDonald fan. I guess I I couldn't even tell you offhand anything else he ever drew. He's workmanlike, you know. He gets the job done, and that's about it. There's there's not anything to write home about in it. You know, this Marvel graphic novel number ten. I think that's that one that Honeywell's always going. Yes, it is with the green chick. Yeah, this was, uh, I think this was one of his favorite beat off mags when he was a kid because she's naked <laughs> pretty much the entire thing. And had some competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else we got here? Uh, we, we've got, uh, I believe this was the introduction in New Mutants of the Hellions team. The, uh, the ones that was at the Massachusetts Academy that the White Queen was running. Who has drawn the book at this time? Is this Sinkevic? Oh, no, not Sinkevic yet. This is uh, Busima and Mandrake. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's got to be a strange team up. Those guys have very dissimilar art styles. Hmm. 
I have to see if I have the that uh, particular issue because I I have a pretty healthy run of New Mutants. I don't think I've ever read that issue, but I wonder if I actually own it. Mm. I'd like to see what the art looks like. I would too. I you know they're dissimilar, but I don't recall offhand what it looked like. But I could see where it might be very good, even though it's such a contrast. I don't remember it being that bad. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to to see what that looks like. Now, I love is, the cover on... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Bill. Is, uh, I was going to jump to a different book, but you can go ahead. I was just going to mention the the. I love the burn cover on uh, Power Man and Iron Fist 106 where they're battling... What was that dude's name? Whirlwind? I think that was his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I always liked that guy because he was in the Captain America and the Avengers video <laughs> game. And that's all he did. <laughs> 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 Sergeant Rock looks like he's got uh, some sort of debilitating disease. <laughs> Can you help a poor American down on his luck? Hit the road. <laughs> he's been fighting World War II for the past 40 years. Give him a break. <laughs> he looks emaciated in the cover, though. Yeah, he yeah. does. He's just he's just stressed out, man. Now, this New Gods number one, was this a reprint, or was this the first appearance of the New Gods? No, it was definitely I... not the first appearance okay, of the New Gods. Okay, I was going to say... Think this is a that's reprinting, yeah. I right, think it doesn't say it's a reprint, so yeah, it, yeah. If you click yeah. on the first, story, oh, it does. It's reprinted okay. New oh, Gods okay. number one. Yeah, All right. I didn't think yeah. so. I was like, mm-hmm. what? No, the mm-hmm. first appearance of the New Gods was around 1971. Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that would be the first appearance right. of Darkseid. Right. Right. But I mean, wasn't weren't the New Gods in? Besides Darkseid, weren't they in Jimmy Olsen, or did that... I don't think so. I think they first appeared in New Gods number one. Okay. I, You know, somebody some, somebody could write in a letter correcting me, but I'm pretty sure that is correct. I'm not going to look to find out. Oh, was it just the month with the <laughs> fake-out? Because... Oh, no, wait. That's, that's right. Han was back by now in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, okay. because this is post-Jedi. Yeah, that's right. All right. and so, actually, oh, this is this is the Thor issue where you find out that you know Baldur's a chicken shit. No, 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 no. Baldur's the nuts or what, whatever happened? It's, because th- this it's been a while is, since I've read it. This is the issue where Baldur he get, 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 where he gets his groove back, where he kills Loki, or he thinks he does. He cuts Loki's head off. Mm. Yeah, like uh, that's gonna kill somebody. Well, doesn't because Loki <laughs> do that, but doesn't Loki do that to instigate him to get him off his ass? Well, he he does it to basically break him because Balder had at uh, previously gone to hell and come back before Simonson's run, and it ba- he saw all the people that he killed as a warrior and said, "That's it, I'm done. I am never fighting again." Oh, and, I thought maybe they would have showed him what his life would have been like if he got married. Uh, <laughs> So Loki basically goads him and goads him and goads him until Balder can't take it anymore and cuts his head off. Loki being the master trickster, you know, it, it's an illusion, mm. etc. And Balder just snaps. And he, ba- he basically just <laughs> gets on his horse and rides to the far end of Asgard to try and kill himself. Loki being and that's when he goes in the desert. I was just going to say, yeah. gonna say that. That's why I laughed because I thought it's an illusion. I'm Loki. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. It's the Doug Henning of Asgard. <laughs> no, that's, oh, that's and then much it's better it, Simonson issues actually. 
and then from there, does that spin out to the four issue mini to where he goes and loses all his weight in the desert and fights uh, the sandworms well, uh, <laughs> from Dune? Kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> from that four issue mini series actually not continuous. It is this portion of time, and then it jumps, and then it mm. jumps again. It's it's interesting trying to place it in the run. That's another one of those books I have had forever and a day and still have never read any of is that Balder Four issue miniseries. Mm. Well, I, I picked it up, and then when I, I realized it wasn't Simonson on the inside, I'm like, eh, this can kind of just wait. And it's waited 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> it, it helps because it tells you what, you know, how Balder goes from being the, uh, the, the big fat ass to back to a warrior. And. Uh, eventually how he ends up on the throne of Asgard. Hmm. His big fat ass. I Not usually a, wind up on the throne of Asgard after Taco Bell, but that's a completely different story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had another nice Bill, Bill Sankiewicz cover of the Hulk on What If mm-hmm. this month. Mm. What if the Hulk went berserk? Now, I don't. It's been a long time since I read that. I don't remember what the twist was. I think they end up having to kill him. Uh, but I think, I think it's uh, before that. I think there's a lot of you know what if what if the Hulk destroyed the Marvel universe before they finally do. Take yeah, it right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we're ready to move on to uh, July. Yes. Yeah. And right off the bat, the first thing Alpha Flight. Oh yeah, like number twelve. <laughs> yeah, I definitely... read the shit out of that when that came. <laughs> death of Guardian. Yep. That was spoiler. Back, like when somebody died, yeah. you actually thought they might stay dead. Yeah, he stayed dead for a while. Yeah, yeah, how the hell did they bring him back? I know I've read it, but I can't. Uh, remember. I think okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there, all right, so, or something. Like he like suit. projected into another dimension or something. Yeah, thing. yeah. Because he was trying to. He, his suit was going to blow up. Heather walked in, distracted him at the last second, and boom, he disintegrated and blew up in front of her face. And then I they, hate they when that happens. <laughs> yeah. But then they said that, yeah, I think he got shunted off into another dimension was the way they wrote it off and brought him back. Uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, but the, but the first time they brought him back, I think he was a robot. It wasn't even him. That's and was, right. And it was somebody trying to, the, the rocks and oil guy or whatever the Canadian. No, it was the, was oh, it Department H? Was no, or what was the hell it? Was the that dude's name, the master. Yeah, the this isn't Doctor Who. Name? I want no, to say the master no. planner, and I know that's not no, right, but it was the um, master of the world, the the, the, the guy yeah. that was like a caveman. He got he's the um, this the Vandal Savage of the Marvel universe ah, in a sense yeah. because because he it's, had found he was a caveman and basically got corrupted by this technology, this alien technology, and it, he lives forever. And except you know, nobody took him seriously, and like he, they do exactly. Yeah, he's he's more of a joke than <laughs> he's a poor he, man's Vandal Savage. He he always reminded me of the space turnip that fought Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got this month? We got Camelot three thousand number eleven. Camelot. That's the last episode, last issue of that we'll be seeing this year. <laughs> Tis a silly place. Let's not go there. I have never read that. I have I, no interest at the time. I thought it was a great run. I remember there's like a sex changing of uh, one of the main knights, whatever. He ends up being a Lance woman. And it, yeah, okay. 
Lance, yeah. because it, everybody's reincarnated, and Lance right. as a woman. Uh, so, and you sure? What? Yeah. Yes, somebody does. I remember somebody came back as a woman, woman, but I didn't think it was Lancelot because I thought Lancelot and uh, Guinevere resumed their affair. They well, do. Maybe, yeah. And Lancelot's a woman. <laughs> Cue the porn music. Exactly. Maybe I need to read that. <laughs> uh, it's not worth it just for that, trust me. I did, I liked it at the time. I liked I it, but years. again, it's one of those, you read it, it's like, oh, that's a great story, you never have to read it again. You know, it, it, uh, it it's just not all that terrific to reread. I really, I do remember really liking the Brian Boland art. Oh, the art is spectacular, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, actually, I, I'm due for a reread on that, and... I don't know if I'm going to like it as much because it's been a long, long time, but I, I would like to. Mm. Look well, at me with the memory, man. Tales of the Teen Titans, 44, first Nightwing. There you go. So it wasn't the annual. No. Bill. Big brain on you. <laughs> Look well, at the big brain on Scott. <laughs> Captain America 95, he's getting ready to fight the nuns from History of the World Part 1. <laughs> Just a little bit of peril. Oh, actually, that's Monty Python. The Sisters of Sin. That is uh, the introduction of the Red Skull's daughter, Sin, correct? I believe. Uh, I think so, yeah. Who becomes a pivotal character in Fear Itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many, many years later. The Fantastic Four cover is not quite... It's, it's a photo it's not, cover. Yeah, but it's still... I, I remember this cover from back in the day. I remember that being a good issue. I don't remember the specifics of what it was, what was going on. Was this on the, the one bit. that tells the story of how it was uh, where he had like the little tiny tiny mark on his face and then he puts on the hot mask? Is Or is this a different No, I think this is thing different. With the mask. Is this it's, al- the mask? it's almost like the mask becomes animated. And, That's right, right. The mask breaks yeah, out of the mask attack. They had it. That's yeah. right. But I remember it being a good read just the same, as silly as that sounds. I think Indiana Jones is officially tanked at number 19 where he battles the dragon. Um, I don't remember the book being worth a shit after this point. <laughs> it's, it, it just seriously went downhill, but this issue is particularly stupid. <laughs> and this uh, one's Iron Man cover is... Oh, <laughs> oh, the California Here We Come cover? Yeah. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that Speaking is of Vandal Savage, that's who Tony Stark looks like on the cover <laughs> right there. He really yeah. does. Yeah. And then later, later he's going to fight Lex Luthor <laughs> in the form of Obadiah Stane. So, there you go. What else we got? What else? I love the uh, the two burn covers here. You got Power Man and Iron Fist 107, and then Rom 56. Both burn covers that are really, really nice. And uh, here we go. I finally have some nice things to say about Superman in 1984. This uh, Supergirl 21 and Superman number 397, that's a two-part story. I don't remember which issue is first and which one is second, but that story does cross over with, with one another with uh, Superman and Supergirl battling uh, the Kryptonite Man. And that's some good stuff. Some really nice uh, Ed Hannigan art uh, in those issues, too. Mm. That's some nice stuff. Mm. We have the Did you sword, mention the sword of the atom, which I particularly oh, enjoyed? Yeah. Then. Mm. Did you mention that you did say that Byrne did both covers for Power Man, Iron Fist, and 
Rom. And Rom. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Yep. And I don't know that I've ever read it, but I do have that three-dimensional alien worlds right there with the uh, chick with her boobies out on the cover. I do. What? And the boobies are out in 3D when you wear your glasses, so that's even hmm. better. But but she's she's truly alien because it looks like she has boobies with no nipples. That's cool. She's a Barbie doll. Uh, I, I like nipples. <laughs> well, I would imagine that Barbie's kids would like nipples, too. Otherwise, they're going to starve to death, so... <laughs> I don't think we've covered any issues this month on bins. Maybe we'll have to get on that. Any what? Any issues on bins. Then this month? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, we've mm-hmm. not covered anything yeah. that's listed here on... Okay, I got you now. Let's see. Doing a quick scan here. Oh, you're right. We might have to mine. Uh, what, We've what been this, remiss. June? July, I'm do this is July, right? Double digest next month. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm seeing that I know that I've uh, podcasted about that's on this page so far is I'm seeing Green Lantern number one seventy eight. I know I've done that one in a show. How about Infinity Inc. Is this four? Oh yeah, All Star Squadron. Yeah, I have done this one. Um. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing much of anything else. What issue is Star Wars? Star Wars 85, Star Trek number 6. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, you're right. I don't think we have done anything from here on bins. Not that I'm noticing. What a shame. Yeah. Poor little bits. All right. August? August. August. Oh, yeah, baby. Here you go. Captain Marvel beating the holy shit out of Superman on the cover of All-Star Squadron 36. <laughs> I friggin' love that issue. Good stuff. I mean, that's a classic Captain Marvel Superman fight. Mm. But what I like about it is that uh, for a change, I mean, Cap's totally got the upper hand in that fight. Totally owns him. Oh, you know what we, have, we haven't been mentioning uh, that um, Sean Engel has done is all the US-1 a lot oh, of yes. US one issues were coming out this <laughs> this year. You got to respect his dedication. I wouldn't want to cover that stuff. <laughs> Thanks for taking a bullet for the team, dude. <laughs> hmm. Ooh, Quest Probe. <laughs> no thank I you. Have that. I have that. <laughs> Ooh, and also the new Teen Titans the Baxter book came out. This month, number one. Oh yeah, with uh, what was his name? Trigon. Uh, uh, yes. yes. Yeah. That to me almost had the feel of what they did on Micronauts, <laughs> like yeah. that, that that they had gotten. You know, they had defeated Trigon. It was a really really good story, and then they just kept feeling the need to keep bringing him back and bring right. him back, which is, I guess, in many ways true for all of the uh, comic series. Right, but. Just the same, it didn't have the same feel to it, and it just felt like it. It felt like rehashing the same story. It didn't feel like it was building on it, right? right. So yeah. that's you know that's that's the I guess that's the the st- the misstep that they have to avoid is is feeling like you're telling the exact same story over and over again, and and I think I think that's that's what I seem to remember feeling like, perhaps. Uh, our new Teen Titans expert, Tom Panarese, will disagree with me. I don't know. 
I actually oh. have this Bernie Wrightson Master of the Macabre number four, and I don't know that I've ever actually read it, but I know I have that. It's got a cool cover on it. Well, last month, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz did the cover for New Mutants. This month, he actually takes over as the artist with issue 18, cover and interior. What'd you think of that, of his run on New Teen Titans? I it back then it was a for me it was a really wait Bill Sienkiewicz on New Teen Titans mm-hmm. is that what you just said yeah don't you mean New Mutants uh, New Mutants whatever okay. New Teen Titans New Mutants <laughs> I like, whatever I was like wow I don't remember that uh, <laughs> I was buying those as as they came out and that was a big switch that was the first time I'd ever been exposed to his art and it took some getting used to. Mm-hmm. And I'm That's not going to say, say I was exactly a very I, apt description. I wasn't. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I was just. It was something I had never really seen before, and I mean, I I stuck with it, but uh, you you know, and it kind of played into the story later, and it I thought it was a good fit, but at first I was like, what the is this? Right. Legion of Superheroes number one, baby. That's also a Baxter. Yeah, mm. I was so excited when that was coming out. And then it turned out I couldn't get it in my area. So I had to wait <sighs> for the reprint book to come out. When the reprint book was, what was it, a year behind? What was the yeah. lag time? Yeah. Was it yeah, a year? Was it. yeah. It turns out that this cover for number one, uh, they actually put it out as a promo poster, too. And somewhere around here, I actually have that. I keep meaning to display it. You know what I might do? I might dig that out and display it. In the place that is currently where uh, I'm displaying America versus the uh, Justice Society, because having recently reread that, ooh, that book has not held up. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Perdigaton. Yeah. Poof. All done. <laughs> what happened? Nothing happened. Yeah. Exactly. This month's issue of Secret Wars is Hulk holding up the mountain. Yeah, mm. it's a cool color. Mm-hmm. That's you know what it just you know as we're going through a month by month, that's probably the best thing is just the covers on these books. It's, the covers far outweigh the stories. Oh, yeah. you mean on Secret Wars or on, yeah, on some Secret of the wars? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we had the last issue of Micronauts this month too. Aw, poor Micronauts. They'll be back. They got better. Hmm. Got another burn cover on Rom Space Night, and uh, you've got a kick ass storyline going on in Saga the Swamp Thing during this era. Yeah, I've never read those Swamp Things and I really need to... Oh, dude. To, more, to... more Swamp Things. Awesome. Well, I'm just, I am so anti-Moore. And it's not because I think he's bad. I just think he's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> but this was before all that. Uh, he this, was probably this... always an asshole. He just wasn't public about it. Maybe. You gotta separate the man from the machine. You know I what know. I mean? I know you do, but... I just I find him so offensive. I really do. He's just such a jerk. I know people, yeah. you know, love him, but I am not one of them. Well, we had uh, Star Wars. The Alderaan factor was this month. Best yeah. issue. Best issue of the series right there. Good stuff. And, and that was uh, Randy Stradley's first, uh, first shot at Star Wars was that issue. I think that's his first professional writing gig, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, what if Uncle Ben had lived? Damn good issue of What If right there. 
That's a really good one. I like that one. I'm trying to remember who's the interior. Oh, it's Ron Friends. Yeah. Do you have this issue of Zot? Uh, I think one, number one is the only one I have. You got turned off to it? What a shock. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't even know how the hell I wound up with number one, to be honest with you. I think it was in a lot that I bought or something, and I just kept it all these years cause, just because it's number one, you know? I was going to say, you probably lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not good? I have no idea, but it's yeah, I, how good could it be? I mean, I know very little about, um, oh, what's his name? It's Scott something. I can't think of it. I just blanked on his name. But... uh gardener i've always been curious to, <laughs> to read i've always been curious to read it only because i'm i'm i love destroy that he did damn i can't think of that dude's name what the another series name? another series and i've heard you talk about it so much and i've never read it not a series dude it's just a one shot another one shot and i've heard you talk about it so much <laughs> never read it. Mm-hmm. you've got to read it but the thing is with that you've got to read it in its original format because okay. it's it's the biggest oversized book you'll ever you'll ever Perhaps find. You should be I, mailing me a copy. If I could find one on the, I've been trying to find another copy for myself, just because the one I've got is getting old and I mean, it's still in good shape and all. But you know how oversized books are; it's hard to keep oh, them, yeah. you know, really good shape, just because they're odd, you know. But so I've been trying to find myself another one, and strangely, all of a sudden, that one seems to have shot up in price, where it's it's hard to find it on the cheap. Probably because you talked it up so much. <laughs> Could be. Could be. It's awesome, though. I'm serious. I mean, if there if there is one comic out there that deserves to be a, a big budget, over the top uh, special effects picture, it's Destroy because it would it would just be awesome. Because it's all it is is two super powered assholes just beating the hell out of each other and laying waste of the entire city of New York. What more do you need? What more do you need? I agree. So it's the end of Man of Steel. Okay. Yep. But fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't piss Scott off. Exactly. Uh, you know, I kind of got to agree with Paul. I'm not seeing a lot of great stuff for, uh, what the hell month are we in? August here. Well, there's I'm Power gonna... Pack number one. I mean, that. Oh, how did I miss that? Is that Which here? Which one? That's here. Power Pack oh, number one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Power Pack number one. Sure enough. That's that was, a series. I always, I always kind of just thought that was like meant for kids and never never gave it a shot. I I read a couple issues when I was a kid, and then I re- went and reread the, some of the stuff as an adult, and it's actually very interesting the way they have it set up because most times you think of young superheroes like Peter Parker, you know, high school kids. These are actual minors, and it's interesting they get the personalities right. You know how the how these little kids would react to having superpowers or, and going up against what they see. It's, I think I think uh, Louise Simonson did a very good job on it. Oh, miners! I thought they were going after coal. Okay, <laughs> miner <laughs> I think this is the only issue of GI Joe that I still have in my collection is twenty six, and I couldn't even tell you why. I just wound up there all alone. I have issues one and two and no others. <laughs> um, what was I just going to comment? Oh, you, you, you guys know if uh, if Michael Bailey listens to Bins? I don't know. You mean when he's not on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance that he does not listen and tell a brief story. Mike is so, a, oh. <laughs> no, no. no <laughs> 
<laughs> so I don't even remember what the hell show it was. Probably Comics Monthly Monday or something. But it was a while back that, that we were just shooting the breeze. And he got to talking about superpowers. And he's going on and on about, I don't know if he'd never read it or he hadn't read it in a long time or what. But he's going on and on about, yeah, I read it. And boy, I was so surprised to find out it's really good. And he, he was really enjoying it. And I just had to sit there biting my tongue the entire time. But now that Mike's not here, I can say... Superpowers is shit, dude. That series <laughs> sucks so hard. Oh my god, it's off. Just look at this cover to number two. Isn't that awful? Yeah, but you've got Lex Luthor is shooting at Superman, who's got a serious jerker's cramp going on, and it's just that entire cover is just horrible. And then the Flash is like. It looks like he's been run over by like a like a steamroller or something. He's all busted up and it's oh it's ugh, what a horrible cover. <laughs> Blech. That's that's Jack Kirby after the world had passed him by. Exactly. It, that's exactly my point. And that's why now I, I you know, I've taken so much shit for my low opinion of Kirby, but I'm telling you that's why I have the low opinion of Kirby because this is the stuff that was coming out when I was a kid. Is as you say, Kirby is his time had passed, and I have since gained a new level of respect for the man. I, I do appreciate his stuff now, but as a kid, this was what he was doing, and it was just like wow, you know, when when you're doing that at the same time. You know, in a world that has John Byrne and, you know, George Perez and Bissett and all these other great guys at the height of their powers, he just looked like a friggin' dinosaur next to them, you know? No, I mean, that's nothing against the guy. I'm just, I'm trying to defend why I've just had that opinion, you know? Yeah, I mean, I picked up these issues and I, I can be honest enough to say that they're not good but for me you know even bad kirby still has an appeal for me that's all bad kirby bad bad down (laughs) get off the couch jack (laughs) oh man jack what did you do Oh, I want to see somebody smack him on the nose with a rolled up newspaper the man died 20 something years ago leave him alone I'm sorry I didn't mean it yes you did well, I did, but yeah. <laughs> all right, September. Uh, all right. <laughs> What's September got to got in store? Spider-Man for Santa Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey, on the cover of uh, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man number two fifty six. You big dummy! You puma. <laughs> He's stuck by Pete Puma. Hey, Pete Puma. Hey, it's Spider-Man. Give him some. Tea. <laughs> a whole lot of webs. <laughs> a whole lot of webs. I like Spider-Man. He gives me a headache. <laughs> uh. Ooh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of it Doom. Is, it is, is getting ours. late, isn't it? What'd you say? It is. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the uh, Marvel. Oh yeah, there's some good uh, Marvel movie yeah. specials. I and, picked and that up. At, uh, I picked that up at New York Comic Con for a uh, dollar last month. Really? Two months ago. Mm. Oh wow! Jackson Geis in that. You know, it's, I have no idea if this is true or not, but somebody told me a while ago that uh, 
Lucasfilm rejected him, and uh, and Marvel was essentially like, "Look, it's too late. You know, this is this has got to go to press." But they didn't like it, and I'm looking at it going, "Damn, this is really good looking Jackson guys here. Why the hell didn't they like it?" Because they're stupid, I guess. Oh, this is when they were still in their, uh, you know, we we need to control every single control facet freaks. of everything. Yep, mode. The only good thing about Star Trek movie special number one is the cover. Great. Um, is this in Kevin? Oh, no, this is Chaken. Chaken cover on the adaptation for Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Mm-hmm. Don't bother to open the book if you happen to pick it up on the cheap because, man, is it shit on the inside. <laughs> it's awful. It's two tastes in one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's a had... Warlord Annual number three that uh, Professor Allen just sent me not long ago. We had um, the last Starfighter movie special. Oh, I missed that. Where is that? Oh, yeah. I have oh, the first yeah. Jack, Jackson Geis. On is it Geis? On the cover. On least. the cover, yeah. Oh, Brett Blevins. I didn't know that. Brett Blevins did the interiors. I don't know that I have that. I'm going to have to see if I can hunt that down. I, I dig that movie seriously. Oh, oh yeah. The, the Omega Men series had been coming out this at this time frame too. Uh, I was reading mm-hmm. this because I got roped into that after reading New Teen Titans because uh, that's where Coriander, Starfire, um, that's her right. origins yeah. comes from there. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I would say the biggest event of this month would be the fact that we had our introduction to the West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because I'm seeing the Transformers number one. Well, that might be important to people who aren't me. Right. (laughs) Well, there was a lot of number ones. We also had the Submariner miniseries. Was that the 12 issue or the 4 issue? Which one is Uh, that? 4 issue. It was a 4 issue. Where is that? Oh, Prince Namor the Submariner? Yeah. I thought that was a 12. Is he fighting the 2? No, no, no. You're thinking of... the saga yeah, the of the issues. Submariner, that was 12 issues. Most Is of he it fighting by a tumor, Paul? What's that? Is he fighting a tumor? It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, remember when we did that a couple of months ago and, and you eventually quit on it because you didn't think it was funny? <laughs> Dude, Scott told me he was I listening was... to it and he was disappointed when you stopped because he thought it was I... very funny. I was dying. I was on my <laughs> drive to work, and if I wasn't running late, I would have had to pull off the road. I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill somebody because I can't see because I'm crying. We could have, you know, if you had kept doing that, we could have sent Scott spiraling to his death. See, yep. it's a good thing. I was thinking I had Scott in mind specifically. Uh, I was I was just cracking up, dude. I thought that was a sin. And then finally you're like, oh, this is dumb. I, I got to stop doing that. And I'm like, no, no, this is the best part. Who cares what Paul has to say? Keep doing it. Yeah, who cares what, hey. <laughs> oh, Grimjack, number two. I, I, I missed it last month or whatever month. I don't know, remember if it was bi-monthly. Grimjack was now a regular at its own series at this point. And I stopped the whole thing. I was just going to say, it's making me realize how few indies I was reading right around this time. Because I, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of indie stuff coming out. I just, I wasn't really into any of it at this point. Yeah, I feel we're short shrifting it. But uh, yeah, there's not a lot. I wasn't 
we're we're giving what affected us. Exactly. I just True. wasn't into Charlton's fighting army at that time. Yeah. Fighting Navy. Yeah. Well, Fighting it's Marines. funny to look at these too, and you look at a lot of the Charlton covers, and they don't feel contemporary with the other books that are on the same. Like, for example, look at Funny Animals number one. If you were to just look at that cover individual of of all this other like stuff, when would you 60s place that? Exactly. 60s or 50s. Yeah. 50s or 60s, exactly. I'm looking at that going, wow, I thought that book was a lot older than 1984. Yeah, It's, just, it's got a price tag of 75 cents on it. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like it belongs there. No, it doesn't at all. I wonder if it's reprints. Is it reprints? Oh, see, there's not enough info on it. It's probably reprints, I'm, I'm guessing, just by the look of it. I like the cover on the Hulk this month, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just before uh, Strange before banished, banished him them. to Crossroads, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he sends him to, to uh, Planet Hulk. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he sent him to New Jersey. Oh, sorry. Ah. Hey, I'm from New Jersey. I can say that. In what exit? <laughs> I don't know. I think seven or nine. I don't know. <laughs> Whichever one Cherry Hill's on. And we ready to go to October? Or... <laughs> sure. On that note, yeah. We got a ambush Ooh, bug right, right mm-hmm. off the bat. Oh yeah, ambush Hearing bug an uh, in Action Comics. Namor yep. is fighting his future wife that he will have to that will he I believe he has to kill later on in the Avengers. Hey, who hasn't had that go on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's either <laughs> happened or it's gonna happen to all of us. Oops. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> what else Ooh, do we Nocturna. got? Ooh, Nocturna. You got Nocturna with uh, Batman and Nocturna fighting over Robin in Detective yeah. Comics. That was a cool storyline. Yeah. They never like brought her back after the crisis, did they? There was something about her origin or something that didn't work post-crisis, but for the life of me, I guess it was because she was tied so heavily to the original incarnation of Jason that oh, I guess they thought it they, wouldn't work post crisis. Cause post crisis, they changed his origin and he, he was yeah, originally, he was a Dick Grayson clone before yeah, pretty much afterwards. He was a juvenile delinquent. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, this, this month's issue of dread stars. Is the first time I had seen, um, a grown Starlin. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen Jim Starlin outside of Marvel. Um, um, although this was still technically Marvel, it was the Epic line. Speaking of Epic, this Epic Illustrated 26, is this the beginning of the, um, Last, the Last Galactus? Galactus. Yeah. yeah, it's his beginning this, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. sure is. Good stuff. I thought it had started much earlier than that, I didn't realize. Did they ever go back and finish that? I thought they did. I heard he got better. To... <laughs> Well, it seems like there was rumors a while back that, that Byrne was going to go back and finally finish the story, but I don't know if it ever actually saw print. Do you guys know? I, don't I thought know. they reprinted it as one story, but I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I have to hunt that up and, and see if I can or find it. I like to be lazy and say, hey, if you're listening and you know, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go. The greatest uh, Flash story ever told, all about Big Sur. Ugh. You guys ever read that? No. no. Yeah, 
that's horrible, dude. It is so bad. Now, literally, I'm not making this up. I'm I'm not being insensitive. I'm not making some sort of weird joke. He is a big, tall, fat, retarded dude that the monitor supplies the Flash's rogues gallery with uh, a supervillain outfit to to set him up to fight the Flash. So you you seriously have the Flash battling a mentally challenged man, and it's like this is so wrong on so many levels, you know. It's just, it's just not right. Not well, to mention so by, the fact it's just an awful story. So by now we're getting into pre-crisis monitor appearances. All oh here. yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, all over the place in this. Yeah, yeah, a we lot have, of DC stuff here has is been. Is that the introduction of uh, Justice League Detroit in the annual? Uh, Thank you, baby. Let me scan down. Here. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, the Micronauts were back. I told you they'd get better. <laughs> Micronauts, the new voyages, number new one. Voyages. I remember buying that off the stands. I don't have any idea if I liked it or not, but I do remember buying that one. Is that a painted cover, cover on that one? Cover artist, Michael Golden. Michael Golden, yeah. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah, I like the art. I just can't remember anything of the story. I like the cover to... Uh, the single issues of the adaptation of Indiana Jones. It's number two here where he's getting attacked by the uh, by the uh, thuggy that's trying to choke him to death in his quarters. I like that cover a lot. Soon Kalima Rudy World. Green Lantern 181 where he says, screw you guys, I quit. I love that cover. You know, Hal Jordan quits a lot. At, at yeah. Screw you, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> the cover to hulk 300 oh brett blivens okay i didn't recognize the artist on that speaking of cartman here you go bill do uh do cartman going uh ah my ass because it looks like he's farting fire <laughs> <laughs> hold on to... we're talking on the hulk yeah yeah oh yeah well it's especially abnormally large size issue ah, my ass. This, is it cartman or modok <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Same same difference. We get a little bit of an overlap. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Actually sounds more like Louis Anderson. <laughs> yes. That's kind of weird. I never That's what we based Modoc off of. <laughs> you haven't heard that yet, I guess. No, I don't think that's that one hasn't been no. released yet. <laughs> well, didn't Modoc appear this week or last week? Uh, yeah, because Scott heard it. Mo Modifi, remember? Yeah. What the hell is Kazar doing out in space? <laughs> well, that's just a table. Kazar in the space, edge of Star space, Nick space. cover. Wow. Okay, then, I totally uh, we have uh, Barry hmm? Windsor Smith on X Men this month. Yeah, life death. Yeah, the... you're all the way at the bottom of the page already. Yeah, he's just scrolling around, man. Just going back and forth. <laughs> Relax, dude. Learn to let go. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? We got what if. I think we're getting close to the end. What was the name of the old the old dude that became a cyborg in Spectacular Spider-Man? Was it Silvermane? Silvermane, Silvermane. Silvermane. yeah. Silvermane. Yeah. Silvermane. <laughs> Silvermane. It's an old guy in as a cyborg. Yeah, that does yeah, doesn't fit. <laughs> 
Scott, was that just you singing? Just a little <laughs> bit, yes. Wow. I didn't think we'd ever hear it. I and sing it's... all the time. Just not on podcasts. Yeah, well, we don't, you're not, not where anyone else can hear it when you're on the toilet. He only sings when he's naked. <laughs> that should worry all of us right now, because he's probably naked. Am I going to risk the wrath of Bailey if I say I don't like the cover on Superman 400? I really just—I've never. Don't cared you always risk history. the wrath of Bailey when you? This is true. Superman related. <laughs> this is true. Well, Jor-El looks like he's being felt up by uh, his wife there or something. Good for him. She's just sad too. Well, that's because she's feeling has to fill up her husband. <laughs> God, I got to do this again. God, I wish the planet would just blow up or something. Are you done yet? Love the cover on What If uh, 47. What if Loki yeah. had found the Hammer of Thor? It's a great cover. I don't remember the story being any good at all, but I love the cover. Bill Sienkiewicz again. Yeah. Ew, oh. Kelly Jones on the interior. That's probably why I didn't like it. I do not like Kelly Jones. Yeah, I remember all these covers were being good. The art, yeah. Avengers West Coast. Who is the blank or up against the blank? The Blanc. Oh, Life Death. Blanc. Is that the one you were talking about, Bill, for uh, for the X-Men? Or uh, yeah. Paul, I mean? Yeah. 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 Was that... I, this is... Had she lo- like No. That. Was this when she lost her powers? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When he blasted... She had, uh, and then introduced... Uh, what's, his uh, what's his face? Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that who he was modeled after? That's what <laughs> I've heard. I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. I, I've actually heard <laughs> that. I'm not, I'm not that. kidding. Now that you say that, I, 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 yeah, I guess I'm never going to be able to read this that run again without, you know. <laughs> All right, it's bragging time. Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles number two. I actually have this issue. First print, baby. That's probably got some value. Yeah, I would imagine so. Well, I mean, that's that's the conventional wisdom that is, even on series that aren't popular, the number two issue becomes the most uh, sought after because it's the one with the least print run. Right. So if, if something, you know, as it becomes popular, then that becomes a big issue. Something like this, I'm sure, didn't have a huge print run. So if you have an original of number two, I I, I would think it's going for some big bucks. Probably. I'm going to have to check into that. Now, Star Wars this month, that's not... Yeah. Is it Lumaya's That's Lumaya. That's her first yeah. appearance. Mm. Yep. That's her, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looked very different in her uh, in her first appearance. Yeah. Yep, that's her. I'm hoping that she might have a new leash on life with uh, with the reboot of the of the whole EU and all that stuff. Because now she ain't dead, so now she never existed. Never or she never existed. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. Good one of the team. one of the other. She's really in the Apollo Smile penalty box. <laughs> she doesn't even exist. All right, that's all I got. Time to go to November. All right, November. Oh, Alpha Flight in back is the crappy villain, the Master. That's the dude I was trying to think of. Yeah, is that him? Yeah. The Master is that his name? Is yeah, he like the Master of the Universe or something? No, he's. I I think he's called the Master of the World. The Master. So the Master of a the Master of a small cold pocket of ice up in the Antarctic. I think the master baiter. That was him. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Oh, that's B A T E R. You perverts. 
Let's see, the Avengers is... Uh, he, like, sets control. traps and stuff. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was the first time I ever looked at something burn and said, Bleh. but I do not like that cover on uh, Avengers Annual 13. But actually, come to think of it, Burns just the inker on that. He is not the penciler. The penciler is actually... <gasps> I'm going to get roasted for saying it, Steve oh, Ditko. Yeah, well, I don't... Steve Ditko, I've, I've said many times, Steve Ditko later in his career, I think, was a victim of people being... I think his pencils became even more loose than they were. Mm-hmm. And, then he, and he was a victim of people being almost afraid to have a heavy hand on inking him. Yeah, and and they would just kind of leave it as is. They would basically just, I think, trace over the pencils instead of embellishing it, and I think it suffered for that. But I, you know, I I, I do love like this the early Steve Ditko Spider Man stuff. Although I, John Romita Senior is my Spider Man artist, uh, and I love his Doctor Strange stuff from early on. Speaking of John Romita Sr., I really want to get your opinion, Paul, of uh, the cover to Amazing Spider-Man 258 because I think that's an homage to Romita Sr. myself. What do you think? Very well could be. I'm giving it a close look now. I had never thought of that. Uh, but Ron Friends, and we've talked about him before, I, he, he was not averse to aping other people's styles. Mm-hmm. You know, for for effect, and uh, I mean, it looks a little bit like his Peter Parker. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That the Peter Parker really looked like uh, like Ramita Senior. I think I, I wouldn't. I I couldn't say for certain, but I would not be surprised. It's it's certainly uh, it certainly has that appearance. Put it that way. Friends, and of course, this a lot of this I'm sure is nostalgia talking, but Friends is hands down my favorite Spider-Man artist, just because he was the one that was doing the character when I came in. I, when I, when I, I came in, it was Ross Andrew, mm-hmm. but I was going back in Marvel Tales to uh, to the Romita stuff, and as much as I, I love Ross Andrew's stuff too, but but Romita was the guy, and and yeah. to this day he's still my all-time favorite comic artist. I do like Andrew's uh, Spider-Man, though. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for his time on the character. And he, he did a significant amount of time on it, too. And he was also doing a lot of Marvel team-up at that point, giant size Spider-Man. He was doing a lot of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think he, he really, you know, he, he put his own uh, brand on, on the character for a while. Mm-hmm. I love the golden cover on uh, Further Adventures of Indiana Jones 23. That's just great. At this point, that became the be- the only really redeeming quality of Indiana Jones were the great golden covers that were on it during this <laughs> time because, yeah, the stories had just tanked big time. I think they should add another line to the Captain America 299 one on the cover. His friends want to find him. His foes want to kill him. And women want to... Well, never mind. <laughs> but, I'm uh, pretty sure the uh, the Marvel Super Special with Sheena is infamous for actually having naked pictures of her in, within the story. Oh, really? I believe what? that is... There, there is there is a Sheena book that has that. I think this one is it. I can't say for certain it is. 
Scott does mm. a quick search to see if he has this issue. <laughs> I think I have that issue. Scott's wife may be happy if he has that issue. Well, <laughs> oh, that was with what's her name? Uh, yeah, that played Sheena from. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, uh, Tanya Roberts from Bond. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, one yeah. of my favorite movies. Favorite, one of my favorites. Laugh away you can, the monkey boy. I'm going to home. What was oh, that Marvel? Macross what? number one. I bought that this month. You did? Really? Yes. Which yes. one? Macross, Macross number one by Comico. It's an anime thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That would explain why I don't care. <laughs> Bastard. Bastard. Oh, that somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, we missed Machine Man. So the Machine Man four-part mini was coming out. Yeah, that's, that's the futuristic one, I believe. Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Oh, Kitty Pride Wolverine came out this month too. Crap, I do not have that uh, Sheena book. That may not by be the, the one. If if that's the adaptation of the movie, then that's not it. By the way, Mike, yeah. if you're listening, it's Marvel Comics Super Special. I know most everywhere else list them as Marvel Super Special, but they're actually Marvel Comics Super Special. That's going by the uh, Overstreet Guide. Well, who are you going to believe, Overstreet or Mike? You're going to believe me. Swear to me. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> rubble, rubble, rubble. I don't see a lot else in November of interest. You know, you guys had no, you had none, you didn't have anything to say about Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Have you ever seen eh. that house ad eh. of from DC of Superman as a train conductor with a bunch of funny animals in the train? Do you know the one I'm talking about? No. Look at the cover of Funny Animals number two here by Charlton. Does that also I look swear. like it's out of 1957? Oh, it does. It, it does, but it also it looks like that house ad that I'm talking about. So I'm th- wondering if one ripped off the other, and I don't know who would have ripped off who. But well, that you got to really figure really Funny Animals like was it. quite the catch. If you could rip off from them, you'd be right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just it's wild that those two those two images are really similar to each other. Hmm, there we, was a we, Rocketeer special this month. Really? Where is that? Yeah, Rocketeer, Rocketeer special Rocketeer edition special. by Eclipse. We have. Uh... I have that. Yeah. Yep, I've got that book. Ooh, Starriers. <laughs> Never mind. In, uh... <laughs> Hold on, now I lost myself. You made me lose it. Oh, thank Damn God. you all. Damn you all to hell. Oh, oh Thor 349. That's... That is a good issue. Which, Which one? one? Thor 349. That's where the uh, Simonson basically takes the uh, the previous uh, origin of Odin and says, this is stupid. I'm going to tell you the real way. <laughs> the Brothers of Odin? Yeah. yeah. Using that's, actual that's Norse he, mythology? It basically... It bases it on the Norse mythology, but then explains why Odin's the only one there and why Surtur is shut off from everything. It's it's very, very well done. Now, let me ask a stupid question, because I have not read Fear Itself, but I know supposedly Odin's brother comes back. Is is that <sighs> just it, its own hokey thing and not tied to any but, mythology? Um, it's just their own... Their um, own... I, I, I will sum up Fear Itself this way. That is to Norse mythology as 
Jesus fighting Goliath with the help of Moses is to the Bible. Was that in Marvel Team Up? <laughs> I think I missed that issue. <laughs> I think that was the follow up to, uh, uh, yeah, the Hulk, <laughs> the the Hulk versus the Hulk versus uh, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. <laughs> We've got so basically, it has nothing to do with it, is what yeah, you're saying. Fear itself, it. In in my opinion, I've, I read it recently. Fear itself is garbage. Mm. Hey, Siegel and Schuster number one. I have that book. Who is that? Is that Eclipse? Yeah, Eclipse. I have that. I think I got it out of the 50 cent bin. That's double what Professor Allen would pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> got a, a good issue of uh, Legion of Superheroes with the death of the Karate Kid. Oh, wax off. Yeah. No more, <laughs> Je- no more Jackie. <laughs> Uh, what else? What else? Yeah, I'm not seeing. Oh, yeah, there's this. Oh my God, Flash three thirty nine. Just look at that cover and just that's, yeah, that's and, and people that's, wonder why I'm not a fan of the Flash. There you go. I was just saying that's, that's why I'm not a fan of Carmine Infantino. <laughs> <laughs> Flash killed little Fred of Big Sur. Now Flash die. Die. <laughs> I guess D Man was so horrible. Was D Man <laughs> pulling himself out as Big Sur? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sir Man. Who is this dude? Okay, Thor Annual number 12. It says the mighty Thor versus Odin's other son. Who is this guy? Doesn't uh, the, aren't there a whole bunch of a, sons of Odin? Yes. Yeah, so basically all, all the men in uh, Asgard are sons of Odin. <laughs> Not cool. There's a reason they call him the All Father. Thor versus Tom Harris. That's who it is. Okay, <laughs> a true descendant of Odin. <laughs> yeah. That's not number six. No. Zip zap zip zap zip zap. Mosey bob zip zap. Zatarans. Jambalaya. Not seeing a lot else here, guys. <laughs> All right, December. Damn, I don't want this to end. I'm having too much fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, Amazing Spider-Man 259. Love that retro cover, man. Why is See, this that, not a poster somewhere? But think about it. That is a takeoff on what made Steve Ditko great. Oh, sure. Sure it is. Yeah, it's, it's isn't that a I think that's a um origin recap issue, isn't it? I don't recall. I yeah, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, sure it is, but it's I mean, what a beautiful homage. Well, Alpha Flight takes us back to early yeah, it's a X-Men. flashback issue, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. With uh when they were going after Wolverine when he was newly with the X-Men. Right, this mm-hmm. is this is basically the Rashomon where they start showing it from their perspective instead right. of the X-Men's perspective. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Ooh, Avengers 250. We hit that this month. Yep. Buckaroo Banzai number one. I actually have that oh, yeah. somewhere. I have number one and number two for that. Me too, Buckaroo. Two issue limited series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have it. 
I got a fight with my dad once because I was trying to videotape the movie. And I was, t- I was trying it. to videotape the neighbor next door. She was getting changed. <laughs> <laughs> I was videotaping the movie, and he came home, and I was supposed to have cut the grass, and I hadn't cut the grass. And he came in, and he shut the tape off, and I jumped up. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was, well, like 17. <laughs> you know, my dad's like, what the fuck are you doing? Out there, cut the effing grass. Like, I was taping Buckaroo Ponza. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder why I had to go join the Navy. Uh, <laughs> that week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that came later. <laughs> we have the introduction of Nathaniel Richards in the FF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a bit of a lull. The whole Terminus thing was kind of, yeah. But then when Nathaniel Richards came along, it kind of picked up a little bit again. Yep. We also had, um, is that Looker or Halo? No, Halo in Batman and the Outsiders. Oh, is this where she came along? I think so. No, she or was is, in this a couple where... months ago on a cover. Yeah, but oh, this, this is her origin. Like origin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You'd never, ever know it by the cover, because the cover is really not pretty, but uh, the art in that uh, DC Comics Presents 76 uh, Superman and Wonder Woman is actually really good stuff. That's a good issue. And Further Adventures of Indiana Jones 24, one of my favorite covers of the whole series. That's a gorgeous cover. Oh, I was like, I I, I had some of these Doctor Whos uh, that Marvel was putting out. Mm-hmm. I like this Dave Gibbons cover where the doctor's kind of a uh, where Tom Baker turns into a werewolf. <laughs> For those of you that thought Cap Wolf was silly, reference this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking Iron Man's hitting uh, an all-time low with the introduction of the termite as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Backed up by the Carpenters. Oh. Nice cover on Gem Son of Saturn where he's knocking the daylights out of Superman. That's a really cool cover by uh, Gene Colan, right? Colan, yeah. I had those too uh, back at this time. I was buying those for some odd reason. Oh, you were the one. Yeah, Gem? Yeah. 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 I bought issue one and issue four, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Great Secret Wars cover. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, I paid a fortune for that back in the day. Oh, yeah. That was the one I lacked because uh, I was collecting all of the appearances of Spider-Man in his black costume, and that was the only issue I didn't have at the time. So I ended up buying it off the wall in some comic shop in Syracuse. And I want to say I paid, I don't know, 8 bucks, I think, or 15 bucks, or something like that. It was, yeah, a, a hell of a lot more than I would ever spend for a comic these days, that's yeah. for sure. Oh. Ooh, this month's issue of The Fury of Firestorm, I used this copy. I traced this in my graphics class in high school, and I made this into a T-shirt where you did a, a, a silkscreen where you would, oh, cool. where you would trace it on where you would trace it on pencil, and then you would then transfer it to like a like a you would have to cut out a uh, like a gel, and then. They would heat that, so then you could use it as a print, and you would just put ink over it. Uh, but I, to this day, I don't know. You know, I obviously lost that shirt that I had made. Wish I still had it. Oh well. 
Come on, which which one of us is fitting into a shirt from when we were seventeen? <laughs> Let's be realistic. This is true. My son could wear it. I'm the getting there. The, the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes, you are. That's true, Gene. Okay. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. The Beauty and the Beast miniseries was out. It was. That was uh, based off the TV show. No, 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 no. This was <laughs> okay. This was so Hank the, McCoy the Disney and, movie. It was Hank McCoy and Dazzler, was it not? Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. oh, no wonder yeah, I didn't know about it. Well, you got Dr. Doom on the... I, I know our former intern would be well aware of this issue. Being Were they a it's... thing? I don't uh, remember, to be honest Professor with Allen you. and Dazzler? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant Professor Allen and Dr. Doom. Well, we just won't go there. That's just a bunch of scary cosplay. <laughs> thought furries were bad. Mm-hmm. And again, I bring this show to a halt. I'm just looking. I'm just looking to see what pretty pictures there are here. Pretty um, pictures. Yeah. Sue Superman looks down on his luck. Can you help us fellow Superman down on his luck? <laughs> <laughs> He's literally um, sitting in an alley looking leaning with, on a with, trash can. With, with with five o'clock shadow. How the mighty have fallen. You gotta believe me, I'm Superman. Help me. I'm not Brandon Ralph, really. I think this is the first post Star Trek three issue of Star Trek, if I'm not mistaken. I like yes. this cover. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. you got Oriental Spock though. Yeah, they all look like their faces are squished. Well, in, in <laughs> Star Trek in Star Trek three, didn't they have like when he was a young man, wasn't it an Asian kid playing him? Uh, I, I want to say that uh, that one of the kids that was playing him was actually one of Nimoy's real life sons. I think I could be wrong on that though. I don't remember. Well, that's kind of that's kind of handy. <laughs> yeah, I got his son. Let's throw him in here. A Shatner always had his daughters getting little bit parts. In yeah, them. yeah. I'm surprised you guys didn't mention Conan the Destroyer with the photo cover or paint. Maybe it's a painted cover. One of the two. I guess it's a painted cover. But it's clearly Arnold. Oh, yeah. oh, Marvel Super Special? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man Bat, number one. Is that a reprint? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have that somewhere. Yeah, this is during that era where DC started to do a lot of uh, prestige. Uh, or not. Well, I guess you could kind of call them prestige. They were like the Baxter paper reprints of some of their classic inventory stuff. Yeah, but actually, both companies this year had put out quite a few. They they reran the uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hard right. Traveling Heroes books. Right. They had uh, the old Ditko Doctor Strange's going on for Marvel. They they had a bunch of different things. Remember you you saw that one where with uh, where they reprinted uh, Fantastic Four Annual. That's right. Yeah. I mean yeah. They, they they were loaded up on on uh, high quality reprints at this point. Yeah, and trades were just starting to become a thing because. Oh, yeah. uh, I miss talking. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I miss talking about it, but in one of the months that we were looking at, there was, um, I don't know if it was the first reprinting in a trade or not, but it, it was an early reprinting of the um, uh, Dark Phoenix saga for mm-hmm. X Men, and uh, I actually have that printing. I think it's, the, I think it's the first printing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I they really they, the- they really were just introducing the trade paperback, but they hadn't gotten into doing too many with you know, uh, to mass marketing them. So they were doing the regular comic size 
high quality reproductions primarily at this point. Right. And uh, I mean, I had some good ones, and I, I still have quite a few of them in my collection. And it's 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 a good way to, you know, they don't they don't carry a lot of value, but they're they're decent quality reprints. So it's it's you know they're good to if you can find those in the quarter bins, they're well worth it. Right. And I haven't seen this cover to Star Years number two in ages, but I remember seeing that one around, the creepy spider thing. What the hell were the Star Years anyway? I know I don't think I they ever were actually toys. read the book. Oh, were they toys? Yeah. Toy I, I always saw them as I always I never read them either, but I always kind of pictured them as Transformer kind of things. Yeah, that's what they look like. Nice covers though. Mm-hmm. Well, the only other two things I got for this month is that um, I like the cover to Doctor Strange. It's, it's very freaky. Strange is that the is Black like, Knight. Yeah, yeah, it's got the Black yeah. Knight. And there's this big giant eyeball floating behind him. <laughs> They're on like these little discs, <laughs> just in some astral plane space thing. It's all fun and, and games till an eye gets put out. Boink. Oh, and I totally forgot my other point I was going to say. <laughs> yes, mission accomplished. Duh. Well, the uh, in Flash, the longest storyline in comics history begins, the trial of the Flash. <laughs> I, don't, the book, I never read the, that. The book ended at what, 350, though? Isn't that right? Some like that. But it just ten, seemed like it ten, went on it, for it seems years. like it. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> it did it, it seem like it was rather padded out. But uh, I guess on a whole, it, it, it almost feels like 1984 was a typical year. You know, a lot of highlights mm-hmm. and a lot of forgettable things just at the same time. I mean, there's definitely a lot of things of note, but I think every year has a fair number of, thing, of things of note. Yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised to hear you say it that way because I, I see it. I, I guess part of it too is me projecting, knowing what's coming in the future. Maybe this is kind of projecting, but I see Marvel is ramping up and DC is ramping down because you know there's exciting yeah, things coming along from Marvel, but DC was kind of you know they're headed for a big change here. Come well, yeah, the new they're year. not really. Well, I guess you could say they're ramping down, but they're going into crisis, which was exactly yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. We only had two more issues of uh, Marvel Team Up to go. It was reaching the end. It was up at issue 148 this oh, month. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know, you know what I would say, looking back at the entire year as we did and, and focusing on the big two as we did, uh, without going too much into the uh, indies, It to me it seems like you know you could really see that trend ramping up where they stopped coming up with new characters. Yeah. You know, it, it's like the, the creators realized, hey, if I, you know, if I have this great idea for a character, but if I put it in this Marvel book or this DC book, you know, whatever I get paid for it, that's it and I'm done. But if I start seeing if I can print it as an independent book, I'll own it forever. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's eventually where it's gone and that's why we've seen so precious few new characters of note in the last oh, 30 years or so. In, right. in in the big two, at least. Right. Yeah, it's usually just a, a uh, rehash of an existing character. 
just like a, 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 leg, a legacy version of some somebody. Right. Now, something I noticed about this year, and it's typical for this time period, but there's it's just the huge amount of movie tie-in books. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, Buckaroo Banzai, Last Starfighter, Muppets Take Manhattan, Indiana Jones, you know, all, all these movie tie-in books that in the days of DVD players and Netflix and everything, you're never going to see them again. Yeah. Yeah, there really isn't the same reason to, to have those books anymore. Right. Well, this is this is the age. I mean, 1984, I had a VCR for about three years at this point, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just starting to trail off, I guess, you know, that people are starting to get access. But at this point, there was still a, a huge, huge library of movies that had not been released on video and the ones that were were usually still priced you know too oh, yeah. high to buy yeah because they were priced for the rental stores and to they would buy the expensive versions and rent them out until like a couple of years afterwards and then they were used so it, everyone could buy them then it wasn't until what batman when Videotapes came way down in price. I think Batman was nineteen ninety five when it came out. Yeah, so I remember. I remember Star Trek two came out, and it was actually a very low price at the time of thirty four ninety five. Mm. And at the time, that was almost unheard of. That was so low. But it's uh, you know Scott probably has a little more insight into this, having worked in the video uh, market. Yes. <laughs> Well, what do you say, fellas? I say I'm ready for 1985. All right, January. We'll have to do that another day. Yes. But you know what? I would not mind, honestly, I mean, we're doing this kind of as a year in review kind of thing, but I would not mind making this a, you know, not a regular event on the show, but a... Every once in a while, come back and pick a year and do it. I, I, I like this. If if people enjoyed listening to this, I don't know. There's a lot of stream of consciousness going on. So if people enjoyed listening to it, let us know. And then, you know, maybe we will do other years. If people hated it, let us know that too. And, well, screw off. Yeah, never do it again. <laughs> oh, you know, January 1985, America versus the Justice Society number one. Yep. We dodged that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any, any final thoughts uh, from anybody else? Going once? That's all I got. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess That'll Dr. Work. Bill has nothing to add, so... Oh, Dr. Bill's tired. Good night, everybody. Good night. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, that's right, I get to drink. It's my one night to drink. My blueberry vodka and well, uh, as, as this Mountain gets posted, Dew. you still have to wait four more days to drink. Yay! I'll just, just pull out some room temperature Mountain Dew. No, no, no! <laughs> it's gonna be cold for this drink. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. 
You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks section of www.forumforgeeks.com. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.libsyn.com and is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Back to the Bins is a proud member of both the League of Comic Book Podcasts, which you may find at comicbooknoise.com slash league, and also the Comics Podcast Network, which you may find at comicspodcasts.com. Take a moment to stop by their respective sites and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. 